chapter number five. choir. Man, we had a full choir loft this morning. That was awesome. I appreciate everybody that uh, sacrifices your time and, uh, and uh, blesses us with your talent of singing. And uh, there's some of us that like to do it that ain't so good at it. Can I get a witness right there? And uh, I sure am thankful that we do get to enjoy a, uh, a service and uh, not just the preaching. Which, by the way, I mentioned in the prayer room this morning, we don't gather together for songs. And uh, I appreciate the worship. I appreciate the singing. But the truth is, is that our hearts and minds should be focused on the Word of God and on what God has for us this morning. Because it will change and can change our life. All right. So if you're in Revelation chapter number five, I want you to say amen. We're going to read the whole chapter, and uh, just because, all right, y'all ain't got, some of y'all ain't got your Bible reading in this week, and uh, anyhow, you read up more on football games and lines at Vegas, and you have your Bible. Is everybody all right? Don't, don't, don't smile. Everybody know who you are, all right? Now, verse number one of Revelation chapter number five, all right, and uh, if you're there, once again, say amen. All right, the Bible says, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written, and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book neither to look their own. And I wept much. Of course, this is the writer. This is John. And he says that he wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look their own. I I think it's important that we understand. We're going to read the whole chapter, and I ain't going to preach this, but I think it's important that you understand that no man in heaven on the earth, or under the earth, was worthy, all right? God covers it all. He he covers it all in that statement. But he shows us our wretchedness. He shows us that there's not one man. Not only could they open, no no man could open the book. No man could release the seals or, or, or read the book. But the Bible says here that there was no man worthy to even look on it. To even, to even look on it, there was no man that was worthy. And so uh, I, I feel like it, we need to point that out. We go to verse number five, and the Bible says, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. All right, now we got some names here. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, we, we, we've got an individual here that has been identified. This individual is identified as the line of the tribe of Judah. All right, now, of course, we know this is Jesus, but this is Jesus as king. Is everybody with me? 
When you see this title, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, this is a uh, it's a significant. It's a symbol of his kingship. All right. Now we see the root of David. How many of y'all see that? That's another title, but that is a messianic title. This means the Messiah. All right. So we have the King and the Messiah. Of course, we know. It's the same person, right? And, uh, but I, I want you to know there's two titles that are used here. There's the title of his kingship and his second coming when he'll rule on the earth for a thousand years sitting on the throne. That's the lion, all right? But yet the root of David is the lamb. Is everybody with me? He's the one that came and died. He's the one that came and lived on this earth. He is the Messiah, all right? And so we're seeing, we're seeing two characteristics of Christ here in these titles, all right? The Bible says, He hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. Boy, isn't that pretty, all right? A lamb. Uh, uh, I, I was reading and, uh, and, and studying this, and it doesn't mean, you know, it's capital L. And so, of course, we know that it's referring to a person. We, of course, we know this is referring to Jesus Christ. But in the Greek text and how it's worded, it would be uh, significant of a little lamb. Man, I love that. Is a little lamb. In other words, in his meekness, he was the lamb. We're going to get into that here in a few minutes or a little bit more as we deal with this. But in his meekness, he was that little lamb. He was the lamb. But the Bible says here in this scene, he stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints or of saints. The Bible says, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God. I need somebody to help me right here. Somebody was going to ask, preacher, who's the, 20, uh, the four and twenty elders? It is the church. They are the representation of the church. And here they are singing a new song about him redeeming us. Does everybody get that? And hast redeemed us to God. How? By thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And the Bible goes on to say in verse number 10, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign 
on the earth, all right? And of course, we know that we are, according to Scripture, the church is a royal priesthood. Is everybody all right? We're not, we not getting outside the boundaries of anything. God's got us right there. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. It's coming together. It's showing us how it comes together. Verse number 11, and it says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Let me tell you what John said. I couldn't even count them. Don't get hung up on numbers. Everybody want to get hung up on a number. Am I in the number? Am I out of the number? John didn't even know the number. John just said, hey, man, I turned around and I get into looking and they, they was 10,000s uh, uh, times 10,000 and thousands and thousands more. In other words, John said, all I could see was people, all right? And the Bible says in verse number 12, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I need somebody to help me. We're going to need Y'all better get busy right now memorizing that because I've talked to some of y'all and y'all going to have a hard time. It's going to take y'all 10,000 years to catch up with the rest of us singing this song, all right? You need to go ahead and start practicing right now. In verse number 13, the Bible says, and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Here we have a very interesting part of our scripture. Uh, if you've ever, uh, I've never really preached a lot of messages. I have preached some messages out of Revelation and I have preached through the book of Revelation as far as teaching it from the pulpit. I've done that twice since I've been here. I do that in Bible college every three years and a matter of fact, uh, we're coming up on that uh, here in the next quarter or so. Uh, we'll be teaching the book of Revelation in our Bible college, so if you're interested in that, you're more than welcome to come. It doesn't cost you a dime, and you can get in on that as we get to going into our studies in the book of Revelation. But as we come to this this morning, I was interested in this chapter because here in this chapter, you have to understand God has already taken the church, all right? Uh, and when we do the study, we start off the book and we're introduced to Christ in chapter number one. John sees him and John describes Jesus and, and what he looks like and, and where he is while John is writing here in the book of Revelation in chapter two and chapter number three. We have seven letters to seven different churches that are written out. And then when we get to chapter number four, it begins, and you can look right over there since we're already here, but in chapter number four it begins, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And so in Revelation chapter number 4, Jesus said this, all right, in John chapter number 10, Jesus said, I am the door. How many of y'all remember saying it? All right. So when John looked up in heaven and he seen 
the door, or I opened, what he seen was Jesus. And he heard the voice of him, and it was as the voice of a trumpet. The Bible tells us that the trumpet shall sound, right? And the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be gathered together with them in the clouds. Is everybody with me? So Jesus, John looks up in chapter number four, Jesus, the door, opens up in heaven. His voice trumpets out of heaven, and he says, come up hither. So guess what John did? He went up hither. Can I get a witness, all right? This is the rapture of the church. This is where the church is taken out. The church does not go through the tribulation period. The church is taken on. John is a representation of the church. Jesus has already died on the cross. Jesus has been buried in his death. Jesus has rose again. We are no longer dealing with a uh, uh, the ministry of Jesus in his life, but now after his resurrection, John is the church. He represents the church. And John is called up into heaven before any of the tribulation begins. And chapter number five, we come to it. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in chapter four, but we've read chapter number five. And in chapter number five, it's the next step. Tribulation is fixing to come onto this earth. God's wrath, everybody listen to me, God's wrath will be poured out on this earth. Now, if you're saved in this building, I want you to shout amen because you won't be there. Amen. Everybody wants to study Revelation, and it's good to study Revelation, but know this, after chapter number four, if you're saved, we done out of here. Can I get a witness? Everything that we witness and everything that you see in the book of Revelation is not happening to us because we are already gone. And so here John is in heaven and the next step will begin. He's just been called into heaven. He's around the throne. Can I say this? In heaven, everybody asks me all the time, what are we going to be doing in heaven? John lets us know in chapter number five, we're not going to be fishing in heaven. I need somebody to help me. We're not going to be killing big bucks in heaven. We ain't going to be watching football games in heaven. We ain't going to be doing recreational activity in heaven. What you and I I will be doing in heaven is singing. What you and I will be doing in heaven is worship. What you and I will be doing in heaven is looking at the one who saved us, who gave his life for us. He is the focal point. He is the centerpiece. We won't go on living our life like we want. We won't go on to our fleshly desires. You will no longer have those in a glorified body. But now you will worship the Creator. You will worship the Redeemer. You will worship the one that is worthy. I need somebody to help me. You better start practicing now. Some of y'all are going to have a hard time when we get there. As we look at chapter number 5, The wrath of God is fixing to be poured out. This book and the seven seals, those seven seals are the judgments that will come upon this earth and come upon the people of this earth that are left. And the Bible says that they looked and no man was found worthy. And then one of the elders said unto John, hey, don't weep. Don't weep. The line of the tribe. Let me get into this thing and we'll get out of here. But I want you to notice, first off, as we look at chapter number five, I want you to notice the landscape of heaven. I want you to notice that it centers around the throne. 
It centers around the throne. Everybody, listen, everybody is looking at the throne. All the angels are there looking at the throne. All the church, all the people that are saved, all the Old Testament prophets, all the Old Testament saints, they're looking at the throne. It is the focal point. It is the centerpiece. God is worthy. I need somebody to help me this morning. God is worthy and he's sitting on the throne and the landscape of heaven is not we're going to be partying it's not that we're going to be doing whatever we want but the centerpiece the focal point will be God himself it will be the lamb the uh, Jesus our savior himself and so the landscape of heaven here in chapter number 5 we see the throne and we see the book that is to be opened is everybody with me number 2 I want you to notice we see the looking in heaven they are searching a strong man, a strong angel calls out of heaven and says this, who is worthy to open the book? I need somebody to help me. It wasn't because he didn't know who was worthy. He wasn't because he didn't have an understanding of who was worthy. It was so that you and I would have an understanding of who was worthy. I'm going to tie all this together, so stay with me. Here, he asks the question. He looking, the looking in heaven, they, we see the asking. We see the anguish in heaven. John wept because there was no man that is worthy. In other words, there's no person in this building. There's no person that you and I have come across. There's no person that's died before us. There's no person that will die after us that is worthy to open this book, save for Jesus himself. And so we see the asking, we see the anguish, but we see the announcement. There's an announcement made in heaven that the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, is worthy. He is able to open this book. He is able to pour out the seals. Are y'all getting this? He is able to pour out the wrath of God on the earth. And we say an amen, but that's I I, I need somebody to help me. That ain't a good thing. Are y'all with me? I'm trying to get us to a place here. I'm trying to get you to understand something here. I want you to understand something before we leave out of this building. I want you to understand that God is fixing to pour his wrath out on all the earth. Say, preacher, that's in the future. We ain't got to worry about that. Do you realize that right now all we're waiting on is that door in heaven to open and that trumpet to sound? As soon as that happens, and it could be before this service is over, you and I will be standing in this scene in chapter number 5. You and I will be standing around the uh, around the throne in chapter number 5. So you say, preacher, it's in the future. You're right. It could be in a minute. It could be in about 10 seconds. It could be in about, is everybody all right? It could be before you and I take the next breath, we could be sitting or standing and worshiping in chapter number five. I don't think we understand that. We look at this and we look at the book of Revelation as if it's a future event. It is. And that future event could happen now. Now. 
You understand? God doesn't have to give you and I another opportunity. God doesn't have to give you another invitation. God doesn't have to let you hear the gospel one more time. God doesn't have to let you sing the verse one more time and then I'll come down, preacher. God doesn't have to let you give you one more service and I'll get it right, preacher. God doesn't have to give you, he, you, mm, you don't deserve it and God doesn't have to give you that. If God does give you that, it is simply because of his mercy. Right? And so this chapter number five, even though for most of us it's in the future, Brother Johnny, it could be, it could be by 1005. That's 30 seconds. You want to wait? You want to wait? I'm telling you what, if you say if you save, I, I, it's okay. We can wait. But if you're not saved, I need somebody to help me. If you're not saved, 30 seconds, a lot can happen in 30 seconds. A lot can happen in 30 seconds. You could be, hey, a lot could happen. We could all be gone in 30 seconds. I mean, it would be you and Brother Jake here, and that's it. <laughs> Is he still here? Hey, there, Brother Jake. <laughs> Sorry, Brother Jake. And I don't mean to make things funny and try to make things light, but the truth is is that you and I don't know the time. We don't know the date. And to sit here and say, oh, that's in the future, and we ain't got to worry about it. It could happen right now. So we see the landscape of heaven. We see the looking in heaven, but praise God, we see the Lamb of heaven. We see the Lamb of heaven. Man, this is wonderful. We see his person. We know who this is. We know that this is Jesus Christ. We know that this is the Messiah. We know that this is our Savior. We know that according to Scripture, He is the root of David. We know according to uh, 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 Scripture that He is uh, uh, the Redeemer. You know, I know that according to Scripture, He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is our Passover lamb. He is our uh, redemption, if you will. This is the lamb. He is the focal point. He is the centerpiece. We see his person, but we see his position. Man, I love this. The Bible says that, uh, at verse number six, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. Hey, did everybody get this? I want you to notice two things. First, it said he was a slain lamb. All right, or, or a, the first, it said he stood in the midst of them, but then it tells us he was a slain lamb. So this signifies not only his death, but his resurrection. And so, uh, anyhow, if there's any question as to who this is, this was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world for you and for me. And now he is standing in the throne room of heaven. Now he is in his rightful position in the throne room of heaven. And he is standing in the midst of the church. I want you to notice his power. The Bible says that he had in verse number, uh, 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 let's see here, in verse number six, uh, and uh, uh, in the midst of the ever stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Now you've heard things about the attributes of God, and we know that God is omnipresent. Somebody say amen. That means that God is in all places at all times. Is everybody all right? God is not his creation. Everybody understand that? He is not his creation. God is not in the tree. God is not in the, uh, 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 in the sunset. God, in, God is in over all of that. 
Stay with me. Stay with me. God is, when we look at this, the lamb here, he is omnipresent. The lamb here is omnipresent potent or omnipotent all right he's omnipotent what does that mean preacher it means that he's all powerful nobody else could open the book nobody else could release the seals only him that means that he is it's showing us that he is all powerful is all right is everybody all right and then we see that he is omniscient the bible says he had seven eyes that went uh how did i go seven eyes that god sends forth into all the earth that means that omniscient means that he is all knowing he knows he knows it all he knows the faults he knows the intents of your heart. He knows the motivation behind why you're doing what you're doing in this building. If you throw your hand up, he knows the motivation behind it. He knows the intent behind it. God knows everything. Is everybody all right? This is the lamb that was slain. The lamb that now stands in the midst of heaven. I was reading this thing, man, it hit me. And I, I, I know I've preached it many times, and I know I've said it like this many times, but it hit me that when Jesus came the first time, he come meek. I need somebody to help me. I to understand that. You need to understand that, that, that God said, or, or the Bible te- teaches us that when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and they came to get him, the Bible says they asked a question and they said, or Jesus asked a question. He says, whom seeketh thou? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, I am he. Now listen, for most people, we don't really understand this. But Jesus was letting them know who he was. Listen, according to Old Testament. Moses asked, who do I tell them sent me? And God said, I am. You tell them, I am. That. Mm. So when Jesus was standing there in the garden, and they said, and he said, whom seeketh thou? Uh, 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 and they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. The same voice The same voice that Moses heard in the burning bush. The same voice that declared who he was. The same voice they heard in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus said, I am he. And the Bible says upon hearing that, they fell back onto the ground. They fell back onto the ground. The voice that spoke out of nothing and said, let there be light, is now standing in his creation. And he shows his power. He shows what he's capable of. He said, I am. Oh, if we could do it today, this is what Jesus was trying to tell them. I'm the one that spoke out of nothing and created it all. I am the one uh, that parted the Red Sea. I am the one that worked all those miracles of the Old Testament, worked all those miracles of the New Testament. What he's saying is, I am all powerful, and yet, as the Lamb, he was meek. 
He let them take him. Is everybody with me? He let them take him. He let them arrest him. He let them judge him. He let them put him on trial. But we meeting another Jesus. Not a different Jesus. We're just seeing another side of Jesus right here. The Bible tells us that this was the line of the tribe of Judah. It tells us that this was the root of David. And not only is he the line, but he is the lamb. As the line, he will sit on a throne and rule for a thousand years. As the lamb, he hung on a cross and died for you and I. As a lion of Judah, he is all-powerful and he is sovereign. But as a lamb of God, he was meek and he is our sacrifice. As a lion, he will judge this earth. But as the lamb, he was judged by this earth and his creation. The lion of Judah represents the government of God, while the lamb of God represents the grace of God. I hope you get this this morning. I hope I'm doing. I, ho- I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting it across. But as the lion, he won't have the mercy of the lamb. Who is worthy to open the book? The lamb. The lamb. He was worthy to open the book, but the lion will enforce it. Man, y'all got to hear me. I don't know if I'm getting this across good enough or not, but I want you to know that that same Jesus that you and I love, that same Jesus that you and I talk about his love and his mercy and his grace, as a lion of the tribe of Judah, there will be no mercy. There will be no grace. God will open the book. God will release the seal. Starting in chapter number 6, the first seal is open. And the wrath of God begins to pour itself out on this earth in judgment. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying it could happen in a moment. I need you to hear me. It could happen in a moment. The lamb becomes a lion in a moment. The lamb is a lion, but the lamb could become the lion. He could enforce the judgment of God in a moment. There's so many people today living their life as if they got time. Living their life as if it doesn't matter. God's going to give me a chance to get saved when I'm on my deathbed. But John chapter or Revelation chapter number 4, John says, Jesus, come back. And Revelation chapter number 5, he's done got the book. And in chapter number 6, he's opening the seals. If you're not saved, you're not going up. You got a loved one that's not saved, you're not praying them up. You got a friend that's not saved, they're not going with you. I need somebody to hear me this morning. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it could all end. It could all be over. Say, preacher, I got big plans. I'm building a house. You may not get to live in it. Preacher, I got big plans. I'm, I, I'm working on a promotion. You may, never, you may get a promotion, but it won't, be, it won't be on the job site. 
Say, preacher, I, I, I'm waiting on this to happen. It may never happen. But what is assured is there's coming a time when a door in heaven will open up and a voice from heaven like a trumpet will sound and those that are saved will be called up into heaven, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and those that are left will face the judgment of the lion. This morning, it's a game that you don't know when time will run out. We're in the fourth quarter. We're in the ninth inning. For you softball fans, we're in the seventh inning. We're there at the end. And though it may not look it, Brother Johnny, right now the visiting team is that bat. Right now the visiting team has the ball. But in a moment, it all change. In a moment, the lamb will not be available to you. If you're lost in this building in a moment, the lamb may not be available. He might not be available for lunch. He might not be available for 11 o'clock brunch. Say, surely he's going to give me time. He has. If you're sitting in this building, he's giving you years. He's given you messages after messages. He's declared himself in creation. We look out this morning. I looked out my front window. I went in there to fix coffee, and we got a big window in our kitchen. And it faces southeast. And the sky, sun was coming up in the clouds. Oh, it was raining, it was drizzling. Man, you could see it was just glowing. It's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. I, get, I see the, sur, the prettiest sunsets out my back porch. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God exists. I know I can see it in His creation. I can see it in His glory. The glory of His creation. I know God's given me mm, lots of chances. Right now, your opportunity is with the Lamb. But if you miss that one, you'll come face to face with the Lion. And He's not the meek Jesus. He's not the one that's going to show grace and going to show mercy. He is the one that will demand justice pour out righteousness this morning if you don't know the lamb let me introduce him to you before you meet the lion I'm done the lauding of heaven that's the last one I want you to notice the praise that's going on 
in heaven. The Bible says that Jesus was in the midst. He's, he's in the center. The Bible says that all of them lifted up their voices, the four and twenty elders and all the, the multitude of people that John heard and John seen. And they sang a new song. A song of redemption. For thou, the Bible says, for thou hast redeemed us unto God. A song about the blood. I need somebody to help me because he has shed his blood so that you and I could spend eternity with him. Listen to me. Listen, listen good. This is for all the people that are saved in here. It's like, oh man, this sermon ain't for me. It's about the lamb and the lion, and I've already got the lamb. I'm going to heaven. It ain't going to be no problem. I need somebody to hear me right here. Some of you, I've seen you worship. You're going to be out of place up there in heaven. I'm just giving you a warning. There's songs that'll be sang in heaven. There's praise that'll be done. The Bible says at the end, the very last verse of chapter number five, that they fell down and worshiped him. I don't know about you, but I want to get practiced up here so that when I get there, I don't feel out of place. I want to be reminded, I believe this is why the lamb was, uh, the Bible says that the lamb stood, or, or stood, in the, stood the lamb in the midst of them as one that was slain. We're going to see Jesus as he hung on that cross. You're going to see what he went through to purchase you and I. Yes, he's worthy. Yes, he is all powerful. But you and I are going to see the lamb we're going to see what he had to go through what the wrath of God poured out on an individual looks like you and I are going to be in that crowd I don't know where you'll be I'm going to be fighting my way to the front I need somebody to help me I, I can't hear very good but brother Johnny I think with that multitude to singing we're going to be hearing I don't imagine there's going to be any earplugs in heaven I imagine, come on, I need somebody to help me. I imagine it's going to be real loud in heaven. And I just soon go out that way real loud here on the earth. I want you to bow your heads with me. I want you to find a place around the altar and bow yourself down before the lamb that was slain. Thank God for your salvation. Thank God for the blood that was shed for you. Thank God that you will not face the wrath of God in the tribulation period. I wonder if you come down here with your heart and say, God, you're worthy of all honor, of all glory, of all praise. God, you are worthy. But if you're in this building this morning, you be real honest with me. I'm, I've been real honest with you. We like to look at the Bible and we like to think of Jesus, how we have the perspective in our mind, what we've created in Jesus in our mind. We've created this Jesus that is all loving, and He is. We created this Jesus that is all merciful, and He is. We created this Jesus that is full of grace, and He is as the Lamb. But there's coming a time, and that time could be now. He will reveal himself to us as the lion 
of the tribe of Judah, a warrior, a judge, an executioner. He would take the book that his mercy has held back. He will open the seals thereof. The wrath of God will be poured on this earth and those who are left in it. If you don't know Christ this morning as your personal Savior, I want you to be real honest with me this morning. I don't care who you are in this building. You need to know something. I want you to be saved. I'm begging for you to be saved. I pray for you to be saved. I don't care if you've been in this church 12 years with me or longer. I don't care if this is your 12th visit. When the trumpet sounds... I want you to go with me. If you say, preacher, I'm not sure that if I died this morning, I'd go to heaven. I want you to do me a favor. Nobody's looking around but me. I want you to just lift your hand right up. Say, preacher, pray for me. I'm not sure if I died this morning, I'd go to heaven. Is there anybody in the building anywhere like that that would be honest with me? You can hide it from me. But remember, God is all, I see that hand, you put it down, thank you. God is all-knowing. He's all-knowing, those seven eyes, those seven horns, He's all-knowing. While you may fool me and while you may fool those around you, God knows. Is there anybody else, one has raised their hand, preacher, I don't know that I'm saved. Is there anybody else, to be honest this morning, preacher, I do not know that I'm saved. Pray for me. do what I said I'd do. I'm going to pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. God, I'm so thankful, Lord, for this morning, what you're doing. God, I'm thankful for your presence this morning. I love it, Lord, when you manifest yourself in the music. But God, I, I, I love it when you reveal yourself in Scripture. When we can see the love, Lord, of that slain lamb. The one who stood in our place. The one who hung in our place. The one who died our death. The one that took our wrath. God, I want to say thank you. God, I want to say thank you for moving in the service like you had. God, now we come to a time of invitation. A place where we've all stood to those that have been saved. Lord, I pray now. that those that are lost would receive you. God, I pray now for salvation. Head still bowed and eyes closed. If you're getting baptized, I want you to come on. But if you raised your hand, I'm standing right, right down front. Nobody is looking around. I'm begging you. Please come, let me take a Bible and show you 
introduce you to the Lamb so that you can be saved. If you do that, please just stand up and come right down front. I'm right here. I want, I, I, I want to see you saved more than anything in the world. Please allow us to do that this morning. The moment is near. The time is now. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for loving us. I thank you, Lord, what you have revealed in your word. God, I'm thankful for September 28, 1997. I repeat it over and over again because I never want to forget that day. I never want to forget sitting in a church lost and on my way to hell. God, you coming by my way, coming to where I was at, revealing who you are, introducing yourself as the Lamb. God, I'm thankful for that day that changed my life, changed my eternity, changed my direction. God, I pray for every person that's in this building. Lord, there ain't no doubt in my mind that there's people sitting in this building that are lost that didn't raise their hand. There's no indictment on them. No harsh feelings towards them. But God, I pray, Lord, they'd realize the seriousness, the urgency of salvation. God, may we find ourselves looking at the lamb instead of dealing with the lion. God, I pray that you touch every heart. And I pray that before we leave this property today, every person that's lost will be saved. Lord, we'll be sure to give you all the honor, all the glory and the praise for it. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a baptism, and uh, so uh, uh, we, we're getting that ready. Jesse and them's getting ready. It looks like they are ready. All right. No, you're fine. Don't hurry. It ain't no. It ain't no big deal. This is the big deal. Somebody say amen. enjoyed getting to know Miss Miranda and uh, she come man she me and her talked and a few weeks ago she raised her hand for salvation and uh, 